everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 4, Episode 2 of BoJack Horseman, The Old Sugarman Place. I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Oh, I am not doing well. I texted you a couple <laughs> days ago. I was like, why are we watching this show? Why do we watch something so sad? And you very astutely said it's because we can handle it. But I'm beginning to wonder if I can handle it. It's so brutal. Well, I didn't mean handle it in, like, we can cope. Mm. I meant, like, we can handle the discussion yes. of the show in a responsible manner. And I think that our voices are important and we need to be heard. Well said, well said. But like, yeah, this is a depressing episode. Yeah, super depressing. But I will say this is one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. And as I was watching it, I was like, yep, yep, that totally holds up. I don't think I had interrogated that very much. And I still Mm -hmm. think this is one of my favorites. This is my favorite of all the ones we've covered so far. Yeah, I thought that it was a very narratively interesting episode. I like that they're trying new things in season four. Uh, This is the second episode in a row that has been centered around kind of one plot line, one character, which is interesting to have it back to back since we haven't really had this happen so far. But yeah, a big downer. (laughs) Yeah, major downer. I love all of the kind of editing choices in terms of weaving in like past and present. I love that a lot. I think they do a great job with all the flashbacks. And I just think like, this is like concurrent, I guess, to some extent with the stuff from last week, for most of it. And we've done that before. I would say the start of it is. Yeah, yeah. And then it ends up like passing the time from last week. But like they did this in one other episode. I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was, but it was like, now to go back and see what everybody else was doing. And I think this works really well. And I think it worked well then too. Do you remember what episode that was? I gotta admit, I don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) and I think it's just because my brain is bad. That's fine. I think there was, like, one episode where it was, like, we got half the storyline, and then, like, oh, I think it was, like, when we, okay, I got it. It was when Bojack and Diane kissed, and we, like, then get the flashback of, like, here's how we got to this point of them sitting in the car and hating. That makes sense. "Mm." I just didn't understand that that's what you meant when you said that. (laughs) I was, like, I don't, I'm not sure what Lindsay's talking about, but it's because I am a dumb idiot. It had nothing to do with you. No, I think I said it very poorly. I was, like, that thing with the thing. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like normally we've historically we've recorded this podcast a bit earlier in the day (laughs) but this week I was like can we do it in the afternoon and now I'm feeling loopy (laughs) and I have been doing nothing but reading for three weeks straight and I am not good at communicating anymore well how does this communication apply to you as a researcher (laughs) (laughs) honestly this is way more practical than anything I'm reading (laughs) oh good perfect but yeah, so this episode, all Bojack. We find out where he's been after he sees the horses that are so free and he looks so sad. So sad. Yeah, and we see why Diane can't get a hold of him and he's actively just hitting that note button. He says, decline. Mm-hmm. So his phone is on. <laughs> his screen time must be astronomical. <laughs> Wait, Lindsay, what cell phone do you have? I have a Pixel. Does your Pixel give you screen time reports? I think it could if I asked it to. I think it has that function, but I have shut it off in the interest of my own health. My iPhone sends me my screen report each week on Sunday, and every week it's really depressing because whether the screen time has gone up or down, (laughs) 
it is too much Mm -hmm. it is too much screen time but then it'll be like oh this is so embarrassing like your screen time went down 19 percent this week to seven hours and so and so minutes (laughs) i'm like how is that down 19 percent like yeah no i literally got one earlier today on my laptop and it was like oh your screen time last week on this laptop was like 10 and a half hours a day or something and i was like that's honestly lower than i thought it was gonna be so yeah but like so think about it. My cell phone is there for hours. I also am on a computer. Like, it's like if I'm not on one screen, I'm on another. Oh, yeah. So, like, technically, my screen time is probably, like, I don't know. What do I sleep? Maybe seven hours a night. So, like, what? Like, 17 hours a day yeah. screen time, kind of? Yeah. yeah Mostly. Yeah. Maybe 16. Maybe give me an hour when I'm, like, in the shower and stuff. <laughs> but, like. Yeah, it's not good. It's not great. This can't be good for our brains. Yeah, no, certainly not. But I can't stop looking at these screens. (laughs) Did I tell you I've developed an eye twitch? You had mentioned it a couple weeks ago that you were twitching a little bit, but you didn't say if it had continued. It's still ongoing and it's not like worse, but it's not better. And then I'm also like very stressed out. So that doesn't help. You're stressed out. You're looking at your screen 17 hours a day. Your eyes like, please let me rest. Yeah, my eyes are like... I will force you to close yeah. if you will not close it yourself. <laughs> I will do it for you. This is not interesting. I, Anyways, okay, let's talk about BoJack Horseman. Yes. So at the start of the episode, okay, but it's BoJack who sees the horses, the free horses that are so free. Mm-hmm. And it honestly looks like he wants to join them and is about to join them until he gets the call from Diane. Yeah, like they really zoom in on like his foot taking a step toward them. And then by yeah. the time he like stops looking at his phone, deciding They're to gone. decline that they've already run off. So it's like he missed his opportunity. But imagine if Bojack had just run off with these wild horses. Yeah, I feel like he probably wouldn't last very long i don't think his endurance is as good as theirs well i mean technically that's correct (laughs) but i don't know they look kind maybe they'd help him maybe yeah maybe they'd wait for him maybe they were all just like take him back to their like village of horses and he like could meet a nice mare and like have (laughs) a life yeah maybe it's just like a whole bunch of people who just like got away from it all and maybe they would take him in they got sick of the rat race. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so he he walks away and he goes back on the road and he's back in his car, which I don't know why I'm so stupid, but it just clicked for me this watch through that it that's the yellow Tesla <laughs> that he got given when he was nominated for an Oscar. I'm surprised that they didn't take that back. Me too. Yeah, like they went and took back the chocolate Oscar yeah. statue, but they don't take back the Tesla. We never hear about the watch, but it does seem odd. And also it's impressive that it survives the trip into the pool. Yeah, it's in great shape, mm-hmm. the Tesla. Speaking of Tesla, did you know that Elon Musk and Grimes broke up this I did. Weekend? I did see that, yes. Do you know who Grimes is? Only that she's like a some sort of musical artist. Okay. She's a child enough. with a name that is unpronounceable. Yeah. She's Canadian. I did know that, yeah. And it's she likes to pretend that she's like poor, but she's from like a very rich area of Vancouver <laughs> and then went like moved to Montreal to like fetishized poverty (laughs) yikes tough look but like like most people that become famous out of nowhere she has a rich family (laughs) (laughs) that that old story right classic it's like when you go to someone's wikipedia page and their parents also have a wikipedia page (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay so bojack is driving and there's a a great cover of horse with no name Mm -hmm. michelle branch was that michelle branch yeah damn yeah 
Okay. I did also notice at one point he's laying back in the convertible watching the meteor shower and Mm -hmm. it looks like he's back at the planetarium with Sarah Lynn. Yeah, so I wrote the same thing. I was like lying in the hood of his car, definitely thinking about Sarah Lynn. Yeah, it that was that almost took me out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and it's got Um, like the friggin' music behind it, like that. The horse with no name cover is so good and like it's yeah. it's just perfect this whole montage yeah, yeah it just hurts a lot and he's just missing more and more calls from diane mm-hmm. we don't really know where he's driving or anything but we see him back at a diner where he gets a sugarman sugar like package to put in his coffee mm-hmm. and it like gets him to to go back to his roots but i noticed this diner also has a cow working there. Do you think all diners are operated by cows in Bojack? Yeah, I wondered that too. Is there some sort of like weird, I don't know, do they like only hire cows or do the cows own the restaurants? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, have we ever seen a cow in a place other than a diner in Bojack? Hmm. Not that I can think of. I googled cow Bojack Horseman <laughs> and every image is showing a cow in a diner of some kind. <laughs> okay, there you go. What was that one that was like the 50s one? Because they're at the 50s one, and then the one where he went with Jill Pill in New York also had a cow. Whoa, okay. Really tapped into something here. Yeah, so I guess that's like the industry of cows in, in Bojack land. guess so. While I was looking for this, the one of the most ridiculous Google images I've ever seen just <laughs> popped up. Okay, what is it? So it's like a a fan drawing, and it's like a horse, and his head is tilted up. Behind him, there is cash, and there's a couple of alcohol bottles. There's some red roses, Mm -hmm. and then there's like a banner of text in front, and the text says, suck a dick, dumb shit. (laughs) Sure. I don't know what that had to do with cows, which was in my search, but... But that's what we got. Someone drew that, and I got to tell you... It's not a great drawing. This horse does not look like Bojack. This is not very good fan art. <laughs> like the rest of it's good, but the horse does not look like Bojack. All right. I'm going to look for it. Oh, and the alcohol bottles say I hate myself yeah. if you zoom in. It's got a little bit of like a the horse head and the godfather thing. Yeah. Bojack looks dead in this. Yeah. Yeah. What is this that you just sent me? <laughs> That's what came up when I typed Bojack cow. I don't know, man. <laughs> I Would you like to describe what you're seeing? I'm choosing not to describe <laughs> it, actually, at this time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send it in our Facebook Messenger chat so that I can save it to my phone later, and, and we'll tweet it out. Okay. How about that? That sounds good. Is this good podcasting? Probably not. I feel like we got No, I think this is what people live for. <laughs> this is what the horse girls love. I'll trim some of it down into just the highlights. Well, it's all highlights, so I don't know what you think you're going to trim down. Just really highlight the part where we're criticizing the fan art. Perfect. Um, Well, I didn't say whose it was. No. Anyways, he leaves the cow diner, and he goes to Michigan to his mother's childhood summer home. Mm -hmm. It's a cottage like yours, Lindsay. (laughs) Exactly the same. So this is where we kind of get the structure of the episode. So a lot of the episode, we see flashbacks of Beatrice with her family, as well as they will kind of mesh the flashbacks with what's happening present day so that you'll see like where Bojack is in the house while seeing what happened in the past. Yeah, very, very cool. I really like this structure a lot. 
It's a lot. I'm act- I'm glad that it's not something we've seen a lot of, though, because I think that it would get old really fast. Oh, yeah. No, I think it works this well because we haven't seen it like this before. And like, so, for instance, he's like looking at a photo on the wall mm-hmm. and it like zooms into when the photo is being taken. And, exactly. Like, yeah. So yeah. the house is in extreme disrepair, which I wrote like many times through my notes, which like <laughs> obviously everyone knows the house is in poor repair, like whatever person. <laughs> but we get to meet Bojack's like grandparents mm-hmm. on his mom's side, as well as we get to see his mom as a child. So we've got some heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah. In this episode. So Joseph Sugarman is voiced by Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bueller. Very famous. <laughs> Obviously from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I think will be many people's like main thing. Mm-hmm. I think also from being married to Sarah Jessica Sarah Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. The producers. Mm-hmm. It's really funny when you go to his Wikipedia, not his Wikipedia, his IMDb, out of his known for, it's The Producers, War Games, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and The Cable Guy. And the Cable Guy. And I would argue that War Games is not like a well-known or like anything that he's really well-known for. I don't know one single thing about War Games. My grade eight teacher made us watch it. Oh. Did you remember that he was in it? No. <laughs> because I don't remember the movie. Like when yeah. I see it there, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess he was the, the kid. I don't know. But you'd think that they would talk about like, I don't know... 30 Rock, like, Saturday Night Live. I don't know. They got Ferris Bueller. That's, like... Like, Ferris Bueller's the only one. And I guess the producers as well is, like, pretty big. But, like, he's been in a lot of stuff, and they really chose interesting things to have up there. Literally, when I heard his name, like, even before thinking Ferris Bueller, I was like, oh, married to Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, but we've only really seen B Horseman as like a big jerk in the future. <laughs> we've seen her being Yeah, we've only terrible. seen adult. Yeah. Yeah. Adult B. So we've never seen anything to indicate why she is the way she is. Mm-hmm. But now yeah, we so we meet her father, Joseph, who's voiced by Matthew Broderick, and he is a, talks a lot about his secretary's sweaters. Yes, he has to compliment not her. being able to handle a women's emotions. Mm-hmm. Um very aware of his responsibilities as a man in the 40s. Yes. Mm-hmm. We also meet Honey Sugarman, mm-hmm. voiced by Jane Krakowski. Yeah, also of 30 Rock fame. Also of 30 Rock fame. I feel like it's that. Oh, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, yes, right. I didn't, I haven't watched that much of that show. I watched the first two seasons. Yeah, I watched, like. She's also in four seasons of Modern Family, apparently, but not seasons I've seen because they started in 2014. Yeah, yeah, nope. <laughs> So, but allegedly, there you go. Hmm. Allegedly, what's in there? But yeah, I'd say Thirty Rock is definitely the biggest. Oh, for sure, and like, yeah, she's and Allie McBeal, obviously. <laughs> like Jenna Maroney is just like iconic. There was, I remember, there was a thing for a while that was like it was a website where you could go and see quotes, and it was like, is this Donald Trump or Jenna Maroney? And it was like surprisingly hard to tell who had said the line. Yeah, except for we like. One of those two names. <laughs> the other one's Donald Trump. <laughs> one of the lines that I remember most vividly on that website was like, I one time punched a mirror because I thought it was a blonde woman laughing at me. That was a Trump quote, right? Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm so good at this game. <laughs> but yeah, so Honey Sugar Man is like very thin. Mm-hmm. for Especially for a horse. Mm-hmm. Very thin horse. 
very thin horse makes me sad very dismissive of b and like obsessed with her son mm-hmm. in a weird way yes very much yeah they clearly have a very special bond she loves her son a lot she seems a little bit more like meh b's just the the girl i don't care about her so much yeah like oh ice cream's for boys you can have a lemon with some sugar on it that's a nice girl snack yeah. like stuff like that comes up just because we like get everyone at once as we go let's go through the fa- the fam jam because they're all really famous mm-hmm. cracker jack sugarman is yes. b's older brother that's lin-manuel miranda yeah yeah big get on this one and he also composed the song that they sang in this episode pretty good song very good song yeah but yeah obviously lin-manuel miranda very famous from Broadway, mm-hmm. the new DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Every now and then someone will mention new DuckTales and instantly my brain is like, oh, that was the RB Dub thing. And then I'm like, no, that's Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yeah, no, Darkwing Duck is his like show yeah. that he wants to fit. Yes. So funny. But yeah, again, look, I, look at us knowing who people are. This is like the most on a roll we've ever been. Like, we are on a roll. And then, is it Kate? Did Wendy Malik voice old Beatrice as well? I think so. Yeah. So it's the same person. We've already talked about her before. Yeah. We don't know her. <laughs> but we just knew three people in a row. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were profoundly famous Super people. Famous. <laughs> but we knew them. And the audience of this podcast should just be proud of us for that fact. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It's time for the portrait. Cracker Jack is there with his bestie. Is Eddie his bestie? Sal. Oh, he's a Sal. Oh, I don't know. I didn't look. They're not on IMDb. It's not on the Wikipedia either. Well, I guess it was probably like Paul F. Tompkins or something. I feel like that's who it always is when we can't tell. Yeah, when we don't know and it's not listed, we just have to simply go with that. Yeah. So that's what we will do. So yeah, Cracker Jack is there with his bestie, Sal. They're going to go fight in World War II and kill some Nazis. Mm -hmm. He like plays the piano and sings with his mom, the the song from Lin-Manuel. Yes, the I Will Always Think of You song. It's the sad song that makes you sad. Mm -hmm. Yep. Fucking jerk. This is where also he gets the blank years out later on. Yeah, it happens... Yeah, shortly here. Like, so they're singing their little song, and then Joseph is like, makes his time zero comment, like, time zero neither stands still nor reverses. It merely marches forward. And then, like, we get this little joke from Honey where she's like, I didn't know they had legs. And it's just a nice little family moment. And, uh, it, well, it is a nice little family <laughs> moment, except for the horrifying foreshadowing that we get. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's horrible in hindsight. Where Joseph is like, oh, how did like such a like pretty horse get such a smart mouth or whatever? Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, well, I have half a mind to kiss you with that smart mouth. And he's like, well, you can keep that half. And it's like, Ugh. <sighs> yeah, I want to be dead. Vortex. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. No. That's that was the show doesn't do things on accident. And it's just mean. Yeah. No, everything is very intentional and very painful. Very intentional and painful. But yeah, this is the blanket moment. Yes. Yeah, so they they take the the picture and Joseph's like, this is forever. So like, look forward in despair or yeah, something Far like away that. sad. <laughs> I didn't I didn't remember what he, I didn't write it down. And so they take the picture and this is where Honey like has Cracker Jack's childhood blankie wants him to take it to war with him to protect him he leaves it with b to 
for safekeeping. You can tell she's like so honored by this because she clearly looks up to him a lot and he's like, I'll feel better knowing that my blankie's safe with you. And she's like, yeah, like I'll definitely take care of it. Like you can tell that she loves this privilege. Well, except she leaves it in the summer house. Yeah, but like even when she comes back for it later, she's going to say like, I put it here for safekeeping like so that it would be safe. I guess that's true. Fair enough. This is where we get the ice cream is for boys. (laughs) Lemon wedge. Absolutely brutal. So brutal. Um, Yeah. So B B didn't have the easiest time growing up. We we can see. Not good. Bojack is still at the at the the cottage, and it is again in complete disrepair. The taps (laughs) are broken. Like there's a lot of physical comedy also in this episode of like Bojack like falling down the stairs, falling through the floor, like losing the taps in the bathroom, like. They really lean into that in a strange way. That's I think that's the one thing that's quite strange about this episode is the that. Yeah, I think it's just so emotionally brutal that it's like, let's just like have Bojack fall down a flight of stairs to like bring you back. But again, it's like it's not funny when someone falls down the <laughs> stairs. Like that's serious. <laughs> Very slow. Have you ever fallen down the stairs, Lindsay? I have, not badly though. I once fell down just a couple of steps, but it was while I was carrying, like, a chair under my yeah. arm to bring it downstairs, and I, like, fell onto it and, like, really hurt my shoulder. Mm, that's no good. Yeah. yeah, no, I've only fallen down, like, a couple stairs as well and done that thing where you just kind of, like, bounce on your ass. <laughs> Actually, once, too, it was uh, once I was headed downstairs, like, in the middle of the night to, like, grab, like, a drink of water or something, and I thought I was on the last step, and I went to step down, but I just literally fell down, like eight or ten stairs oh just straight down because I was not I was on the like landing not anywhere near the bottom step oh, I'm very god. lucky that I didn't get really seriously injured yeah god no so we're in a new apartment obviously so I'm not used to, entirely to the new stairs in the sense that they like have a turn and mm. so I like slipped a little bit the other day but I caught myself and I like scraped up my arm but mm. I, was, and I was thinking like you really have to pay Brutal. attention as an old person now yeah I'm much more heal. likely to fall up the stairs than down them mm. though yes which and falling up the stairs is significantly funnier than falling down the <laughs> stairs also yes yes just for the record <laughs> So Bojack goes to the hardware store, which I think is Hammerhead Hardware. I think so, yeah. And so there's two people there, Tamara and Tamara. Mm-hmm. They work at the hardware store. They're voiced by Grace Para and Gabri Sidibe. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say her name because I know her face when I see her. Oh, she's from Precious. She's the girl from Precious. Oh, I read the book. I never watched the movie. I didn't watch either or read either, but I obviously, how could you have been alive in like 2009 without knowing who the girl in Precious is? Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Yeah, she also was in Empire, has done some stuff for American Horror Story, Difficult People. She's very famous, but I I don't know if I've actually seen her in anything. Yeah, no, I don't think i have seen any of this stuff but i know who she is yeah i'm aware of precious and that's really like that's a win for me that i know who she is yeah oh precious um, was really her like breakout role it was her breakout role yeah she was an, like unknown at that point yeah. i'm pretty sure hmm. and then grace para is she doesn't have a picture on wikipedia so i'm uh, struggling a little she bit she was in superstore she was carmen in superstore this is your I moment. I think she's maybe not done that much stuff. It looks like she like plays herself. She's a more of a writer, yeah, right, than an actress. But she's in one episode of Superstore, so I've seen that. But that's great. 
So good, good for her. Um, I I have a feeling that this is going to be one of the ones where Sam is like, Kirsten's an idiot. <laughs> she doesn't have a picture on Wikipedia. I think it's okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll have we'll have tweets or we won't. <laughs> yeah, these two are arguing about whether this guy is too fat to be Bojack. Or not fat enough. <laughs> Bojack is much fatter. It's like we're both equally not fat. <laughs> Yeah, Bojack's not fat. Yeah. And so this is where they also bring up that they're doing a mini series about Sarah Lynn, which is obviously the American Dead Girl, like Ryan Murphy show that we heard about last episode. Yes, right. And we find out that um, Bojack is being played by Paul Giamatti. Yeah. <laughs> and they do get Paul Giamatti to play TV Bojack in the clips that he's watching. Yeah. I have in my notes, Kirsten, I already checked and I haven't seen any of his work. <laughs> Okay, well, let me check if I've seen any of his work. I certainly know of him by name. Yeah, that's all I got, too. I do like that when Bojack's trying to pretend that it's not him, he's like, why would they get Paul Giamatti to play me T roles like that? He was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, so I've seen that. He was in one episode of 30 Rock. Amazing Spider-Man 2, is that featuring other Bojack character, Andrew Garfield? Yes, Amazing Spider-Man is how you know it's Andrew Garfield. Yeah. He does a voice in an episode of King of the Hill. Oh, he's in the Truman Show. I've seen the Truman Show. So have I. So you didn't check, and you have seen some of his work. <laughs> it's meaningless to me, though. It was like, oh, he plays this guy. And I was like, he's not Jim Carrey. Like, I don't remember anyone in that movie. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I know he's very famous, and I don't want to hear about people being like, oh, why isn't Kirsten or Lindsay seen anything? <laughs> oh, he's in Saving Private Ryan, which I've never seen, but I know is good that was one we had to watch every year pretty much in high school why i don't know it was like clearly this is like an accurate portrayal of the war and you should all watch it they when i was in grade 10 the movie passchendaele came out and Mm -hmm. so we went to see it in the theater as a class during the day and then they were like this is an american portrayal now we'll watch all quiet on the western front so you can see something about the other perspective and but passchendaele was mostly just people having sex like it wasn't i don't really remember any of it actually being about the war yeah i also went to see it i remember almost nothing about it anyways they should have had us watch band of brothers clearly Okay, so, yeah, we find out that Paul Giamatti's playing Bojack. And then we also have the other main character in this episode is Bojack's neighbor, the dragonfly. Is that Eddie? That's Eddie, yeah. Okay, so Eddie is voiced by Coleman Domingo. Oh, Chappelle will be so excited. He's in Fear the Walking Dead. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, he's in the new Candyman. Yeah, I saw that and not the movie, obviously. Of course, I did not see that, but I saw that he's in that. I heard that the new Candyman's good, but then I heard from my sister that it was bad, and I just don't know if I trust her or not. He's also in Euphoria. Euphoria's really good. I have not seen it. I liked Euphoria a lot. In two episodes of Law and Order. <laughs> but was it criminal intent? Yes, it was! <laughs> he was in Law and Order, and then also Law and Order Trial by Jury. Oh, and also just regular Law and Order. Yeah, he was in two episodes of Regular Law and Order, and it looks like he's play- he played four different <laughs> characters in those four episodes. Yeah. So, wow. Five different characters, if you include Trial by Jury. And we do. And we do. So, okay. I do know this man. I know him by his face. Mm-hmm. I know him by seeing him in Euphoria, but I did not know his name or recognize his voice. Yeah. Great voice, though. Lovely singing voice. Yes, wonderful singing voice. Mm-hmm. Also, he was in Selma, too. 
And Lincoln. And Lincoln. I never yeah. saw Lincoln, but I saw Selma. But yeah, okay, so he is the next door neighbor dragonfly, and he is like furious that Bojack's cottage is in such poor repair. <laughs> such a state of disrepair. Yeah. He's like, one of the lines I really loved from him, he's like, that door is the cherry on top of that shit sandwich. And Bojack's like, what kind of sandwich has cherries on top? It's like, a shitty one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, true. Yeah. Great line. Like, what kind of sandwich would have a cherry on top? A shitty one. Like, it, there's no good one. There's no good one. So he's like really mad that Bojack's front door is broken and is like, fix your front door. Like, uh, there's a saying, like, what does he say like you'll freeze we got a saying in michigan put your dumb door back or you'll freeze to death you stupid horse (laughs) yes thank you yeah this is where we also see a flashback of them leaving the summer house like Mm -hmm. for like one of the last times and beatrice is really sad to leave and joseph says it will always be here like polio and blackface yeah (laughs) yeah and i will say the first time i watched this episode so B is trying to lift like a heavy suitcase and, her, and honey goes oh darling don't lift that you'll rupture your uterus and I laughed so hard the first time I saw this like I was weeping like I would like to get out of so many things I'd be like sorry I might rupture my uterus <laughs> oh it's incredible but yeah and so then this is where so Bojack has the broken door and it starts getting cold outside you see like snow coming in the door Bojack's really freezing Mm -hmm. watching the like American Dead Girl show yeah it's watching the Paul Giamatti portrayal of him which this is not the first time we've seen like a human actor acting as a horse and I just refuse <laughs> to believe that in this world where animals are like anthropomorphic that they wouldn't have come up with a better way to have people playing different species because it's so creepy. Was it like Wallace Shawn who portrayed him the other time? I don't even remember but there's also the little like girl who was playing a horse and Ethan around. True yeah. It's just really awkward (laughs) but so in this wintry scene we get another little flashback and it's where we find out that Cracker Jack has passed away and they come to the summer house I guess to get his blanket Mm -hmm. because Honey is like really distraught and wants it. Yeah and She's like, I know it's here somewhere. And like, this is the scene where you actually see like Bojack watching the show at the same Mm -hmm. time as you see them like in the in the background. And it's like so effective because you hear like on the show, they're being like, I'm sorry, she's gone. And then like the Bojack character being like, I let her down as Honey is like, I failed him. He died. Like it's it's really well done. This is also Joseph Sugarman makes a comment about blaming World War II on Jewish people, which I I did not care for. Yeah, it's a very, very tough line and a lot of tough lines for this guy. Like, yeah, so it turns out Joseph Sugarman sucks. Like, we knew that kind of from the first scene of him, to be honest, Mm -hmm. but like, ugh. Yeah, very bad. They, They do not give you any room to be like oh maybe there's like a redemption arc for this guy no he's a horrible man then and i'm sure he was a horrible man for his whole life yeah, he's very bad <laughs> no, nothing redeeming about this guy yeah there's no debate he's a bad guy yeah. and then this is they leave because there's only ghosts here in the winter and i'm like okay i my emotions were yeah yeah it's really bad and like at the same time Bojack gets like a call from Diane and he also ignores it and like as they leave he just goes to sleep and nearly freezes nearly freezes but 
Eddie fixes the front door, which infuriates Bojack, mm-hmm. so he instantly breaks it again. <laughs> he, like, wakes up covered in ice, and he's just like, what? You can't fix my door for me, and just goes out and rips it off the hinges again, and Eddie's like, what the hell? Yes. Yeah. He breaks it, and then it gets fixed again. He's like, well, why did you fix it, like, so well? Mm-hmm. He's like, can't break it again. He's like, stop, God. Not good. Eddie walks into the house and goes, do you know how to anything? anything? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great line. Very good. Yeah, and so then they start working together to fix up the whole cottage. Yeah, they bond a little bit over the fact that the girls at the hardware store are super annoying. Yeah, oh, I can't get the right supplies because the girls at the hardware hardware store suck. Yeah. (laughs) Then this is where it's like, oh, no, no one's been here in a really long time except for the termites. And this is where Eddie's like, sends like a human termite hybrids away because they're munching on the deck. That's very good. Yeah. And we also uh, get the line here from Eddie where he's like, I don't fly. He's like, yeah, but like you could take a plane. He's like, I don't fly. So yeah. Eddie never he flies. He doesn't fly. Yeah. And he won't be a passenger either. No, absolutely not. They fix the whole house. They spend months doing it. We see like the season cycle through. And once they're done fixing everything, he's like, okay, well, I guess we're done here, Hambone. And Bojack's <laughs> like what he's like yeah you told me your name is hambone fake naming <laughs> yeah, i love that so much he's like what the hell are you talking about like who's hambone <laughs> who's that who's hambone you are you told me your name <laughs> hambone fake naming great fake name it is really good <laughs> and so they part ways like they fix the house they have nothing more to do with each other yeah that's it and and then they get one more yeah. flashback one more flashback it is the first summer without cracker jack Joseph says, as a modern American man, I am woefully unprepared to manage a woman's emotion and I will not learn. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've never taught and I won't learn. And then he just like leaves Honey and Beatrice at the Your summer. like transatlantic accent is too good. <laughs> My like a uh, fancy Joseph Sugarman voice. Yeah, you're just doing like you. Uh, it's like you're trying to sound like Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, I just, like, lapse into it. <laughs> it's, like, it's really good, Thank and you. I do like it. Uh, <laughs> but this is so, while we have this flashback, I guess Bojack finds a picture of B, like, hula hooping in front of the house, and the house has a weather vane on it. So they actually didn't finish the house yeah. because they don't have the weather vane. It's such a funny moment where he, like, takes the photo. So Bojack takes the photo of the house over to Eddie, and Eddie's like, yeah, I get it. You had a really hot mom or something. He's like, what? No, why would I show yeah, you like, that? So weird it's like why on earth would i say that he's like no we have to find the weather vane obviously yeah so they he knows where the weather vane is because he there's the guys uh, that steal everything that they can mm-hmm. but bojack goes into eddie's house here and sees that like eddie's clearly at some point had a wife and all of her things are still where they would be when she was living and he's like watching old videos of his wife and he's mad that Bojo goes into the house. I really liked when he goes, if you want my help, you'll clam up, Hambo. <laughs> That's great. And and Bojack's funny, too, where he comes in and he's, like, staring at what's going on. And he's like, who's that other person you're clearly in love with? And then, like, once once Eddie kicks him out, he's like, fine, keep your dumb secret about your clearly dead wife and your probably related fear of flying. Yeah. He he just instantly clocks him. Yeah, just immediately. (laughs) Which is interesting because normally Bojack doesn't really observe the things going on around him. Mm -hmm. So... That was interesting. But they go, they know where the weather vane is. It's down at this, like, barn where they do dances. Yeah, I guess. Barn dances? (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's what you do in the country, right? Sure. 
You're, I don't know. You're from a farm, Lindsay. Did you ever go to a dance in a barn? I never did, but my grandparents literally went like my entire childhood. They were like, we're going to a square dance this weekend. Like every Saturday, there was a square dance. Every Saturday? But you never went because you're too good for a barn dance? <laughs> I feel like they ended by the time I would have been like 10. Like it was when I was very young. Hmm. also don't know how to square dance. Could be cute. We had to learn how to square dance as part of our gym class curriculum in high school. Yeah, they made a square dance at one point, but it was a lot more line dancing mm. in Alberta. Right. Yeah, I feel like that But tracks. I know the Cadillac Ranch, baby. <laughs> I'll never forget. All I remember how to do is do si Isn't that where you just like walk in a circle? Go in a circle yeah. and link arms with your partner? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, we can all walk in a circle, you psychopath, but whatever. <laughs> Very talented. You're a really, really talented dancer. Obviously. You can only learn that if you grew up on a farm. <laughs> so what's my excuse? You grew up in Alberta. It's like one giant farm. No. <laughs> okay, so they go to steal the weather vane. Bojack is going to climb onto the roof, and Eddie the Dragonfly is going to distract people so that they don't look at the roof by saying, hey, don't look at the roof. Yeah, everybody looks up, and Bojack's like, oh, idiot. He, like, hits the ground, though. Like, he, He's like, good. slammed down. So good yeah. job there, Bojack. Yeah, very good. He also, like, um, it was funny, too, where he's, like, Eddie's, like, okay, you shimmy up the drain pipe onto the roof or whatever while I distract them. And Bojack's, Bojack's like, yeah, of course. Like, that makes sense. I'll shimmy up the drain pipe instead of the dragonfly who literally has the word fly in the name of what he is. Well, yeah, he's, like, the 1,200-pound <laughs> horse, which is funny. Is 1,200 pounds normal for a horse? Probably. Normal. Wait male i guess stallion because he's not he's not been gelded right <laughs> well he's not a heavy draft breed it says between 380 and 1000 kilograms yeah that's a pretty wide range <laughs> very wide but i don't think that bojack's body condition score would be great i think it would be closer to like an ideal body condition score is five which is moderate and then one is poor, so like super thin, and nine is obese. I'm assuming he's like maybe a seven. Yeah, plus he drinks a lot. <laughs> Probably not great on the body. Well, yeah, but like I don't think that would – like I just mean from the weight yes, body right. score of him as a horse, not like he's on his overall well-being. health, which is certainly very poor. Very poor, yes. Okay, so – while they're like stealing the weather vane, Eddie is distracting everyone by playing the song that Lynn Manuel wrote, but it's also kind of merged with a flashback of Honey and Bee going down to the barn because Honey just wants a distraction from losing her son. Mm-hmm. And so they're celebrating they go, the end of the war down there and they're like, yeah, we should go like paint the town red. So, redder than the beaches of Normandy. Too soon? <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> yes, decidedly. I got half a mind to paint the town red. Scarlet. Yeah. Oh, no. Scarlet red. Yeah. It's rough. But yeah, like when they, so she like does a duet essentially with Eddie in this song. And like, I am obsessed with this rendition of this song. I love it so much. How many times have you listened to it since you watched this episode on Thursday night? Only a couple since I watched it the other night, but it was definitely in my like most listened to songs of 2018 or something. So Hmm. Mm-hmm. How many times has Cam had to hear it this week? He learned how to play it on the piano. Stop! That's so <laughs> cute! Yeah, yeah, he's very good. Ugh, oh, imagine having love in your life. Could never be me. Oh. <laughs> I almost did a spit take. Ugh, <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Okay, so yes, it's a very beautiful duet. Mm-hmm. If only I could sing. 
Yeah, if only you could sing. You're really not pulling your weight in the relationship, <laughs> Lindsay. Just imagine, though, like two weeks ago, he had to listen to, like, Good to See You, Sarah Lynn. And now it's like, <laughs> you like singing this, like, old timey 40s. He's like, standard. bring back the Good to See You, Sarah Lynn. <laughs> I think he prefers this one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Honey has, like, like, a breakdown at this event, basically, and she sees Sal. And, like, kisses him mm-hmm. and is, like, very drunk. Yeah, and she's like, you have to tell me what happened to him. And she's just, like, clinging to him, like, demanding to know what happened. And she's just, like, just a wreck. Like, she collapses onto the ground sobbing. Yeah, and so, uh, one of the, like, organizers, I guess, of the barn dance is, like, you have to do the responsible thing. You're too drunk. Have one more drink to calm your nerves <laughs> and drive your young daughter home. Yeah. Yeah, and Eddie's also crying at the same time, and Bojack's got the weather vane, so everybody's sad at this point. Everyone's upset. Bojack and and Eddie have to run from the crabs who stole the weather vane in the first place. I like that when they see Bojack with it, they're like, hey, we stole that fair and square. (laughs) As if this is not stealing it back fair and square, question mark. Yeah, seems reasonable. But Yeah, I, I also really liked Honey here, where she's like, she wants... Beatrice to drive, even though Beatrice is probably like eight. Do we think she? I don't think she's much Beatrice older than that. Beatrice might be eight. Yeah, she is young. She's very young, and yeah. she's driving, even though she doesn't know how to drive. Obviously, yeah. And Honey's like, oh, it'll be grand. She's like, my hands are doing the wiggly doozle in three four time. So like, even though she's having this uh, this breakdown, she's still very. I don't know what the word is. Like her word choice is very. I this special. it's just all she knows how to say. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how to speak in any other way. Yeah. But. Yeah, so she's driving, B is driving, Honey's in the passenger seat, and Honey, like, grabs the steering wheel to get in an accident, like, on purpose, because Mm -hmm. she, like, wants to feel alive and is sad. Yeah, she's, like, telling B to drive faster, and B's, like, getting very scared, and so she just, like, reaches over, puts her foot on the pedal, and, like, swerves the steering wheel. It's, like, very intense. Yeah, like, again, this is something that they can get away with because it's a cartoon, right? Mm -hmm. But in, like, a live-action show, that would be an even more intense moment. Yeah, it was rough when Bojack did it to himself. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, right? Mm -hmm. I guess we could just, like... The last thing that happens with the Sugarman stuff Mm -hmm. is basically after all of this, she's, like, apologizing to her husband, and he, of course, does not know how to handle emotions. And so she gets a lobotomy... Yeah, so Honey's just, like, melting down, and she's like, I don't know how to feel better, and she's just, like, pleading with him, like, you need to help me. I just want to feel better. I can't stop thinking about him. I can't be alone, and please and fix me. And I can't me. be with other people, she says, yeah. Yeah, and then Joseph is, like, explaining to B of, like, oh, like, your mother has just had a little operation, and she can't wait to meet you. And it's- yeah, she needs to meet you again. Like, she, she let her womanly emotions get the best of her. And mm-hmm. now she's, like, a new person and needs to re-meet you. Yeah. And she has, like, the scar on her head from the surgery where they've obviously, like, removed a large chunk of her brain. Yeah. Not like an ice pick lobotomy, like a even worse one. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. And she's just, Is like, it worse? speaks in such a, like, monotonous voice. And then her lesson for B is, like, I want you to promise me that you'll never love anyone the same way that I loved Cracker Jack because love does terrible things to people. Yes. And then the last line of her from the episode is, why I have half a mind, period. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I have seen this episode probably, I think this is the fourth time I've seen it. Every time, that is just a dagger to the heart. It's just, ugh. 
I don't like it. It's I don't. I, I feel like this is the second time we're talking about lobotomies in like a very <laughs> similar period. Oh, because we were talking about ratchet. Before. Oh yes, right. I was wondering. I was like, why were we talking about lobotomies before? Yeah. But ugh, I don't like it. Yeah, no, it's really bad. I hate this a lot. But like, also that line of why I have half a mind, like that has stuck with me. It, so much like that's just what I think of now when I think of this episode is that line and how it's haunting gut-wrenching it is and haunting that's a very good word it's very haunting yeah so then back to Bojack and Eddie Bojack compliments Eddie's voice and says he's got a nice voice like Josh Groban who doesn't think he's funny which I laughed really hard at that line (laughs) that's so good (laughs) whenever I think of Josh Groban I think of his like couple of cameos in Glee season one Mm. I think of his couple of cameos in The Office where he was Andy's brother. Yeah, I would have never thought of it. Maybe Josh Groban should stop thinking he's so funny because he really isn't. (laughs) Yeah. But whatever. So they put the weather vane on to the top of the house and Bojack decides that he's now going to help Eddie fly by pulling down the ladder because, of course, Eddie will save him by flying. (laughs) But what happens is Bojack falls through the, the gazebo. When he pushes himself backwards, like, he's giving Eddie a ton of credit that he is going to have time even to get him because he's, like, uh, like on the second story of this house. Like, he's not that yeah, far Yeah, I don't know ground. what he, he was not thinking. But mm-hmm. he falls back. He falls through the gazebo and forces Eddie to fly a little bit. And Eddie's furious because the last time he flew was with his wife when she died. And he said he would never fly again. And now he's been forced to fly. Yeah, and Bojack's like, I thought by making you fly, I would, in a sense, be saving you. Yeah, well, sometimes you can't save people, Bojack. So Eddie grabs Bojack and flies up super high into the sky. And we this is something that they that somewhat similar to what happened the night that his wife Lorraine died because she wanted to go home, but Eddie wanted to see how high they could go. And then I guess she got sucked into a plane engine, which almost happens to Bojack and Eddie. Yeah, and Eddie's like, oh, like you're going to see what it's like because we're all just tiny bugs, which is like also a very brutal line. Yeah. But then they fall down into the lake from really high up. Yeah, Bojack like punches Eddie or elbows him or something. And then they both just go tumbling down into the water. Well, yeah, because he had to get them saved from the engine of the plane that they were about to be sucked into. Yeah, very quick thinking um, on Bojack's part, but like pretty much his only option. Just like total desperation. Yeah, and here. he then saves Eddie from drowning mm-hmm. um, in the, the lake, which is kind. Yeah, this is a brutal moment, though, because he saves him and then Eddie is just like, wailing of like why did you say yeah me? he's like i why did you say me i wanted to die so oh, thanks for that bojack horseman <laughs> yeah. thanks for that finally bojack calls diane back and she's a girl crush mm-hmm. she answers instantly like she, well because she's like oh my god bojack is alive yeah we've also seen throughout the episode there's like clips on the tv of like where's bojack right yeah but yeah she's not like like in her last message she said like how do you think it makes me feel that you just disappeared after telling me that you need me and but it seems like she's kind of just like okay what matters right now is that you're alive and let's just talk about that yes exactly and so he says he's in Michigan and it's beautiful here and everything sucks mm-hmm. and he doesn't know like where he belongs Diane tells him that everyone belongs belongs in LA because there's no barrier to entry and tells a story about someone like pitching a show that's girls but about guys yeah. at a coffee shop it's like HBO's girls but like from a guy's perspective well yeah you need stuff from a guy's perspective there's not nearly enough content <laughs> from a male perspective agreed now look at this podcast <laughs> I know it's really hateful that we don't have a permanent male co-host. Truly. It's not right. But you know what? Suck it. Suck it, dumb shits. <laughs> exactly. So 
Bojack says that he's missed Diane. Diane says she missed him too. Mm-hmm. And he decides to tear down the cottage after he spent the last eight months <laughs> fixing it. Yeah, we just come out to like a demolition crew or whatever. Like he's about to swing a wrecking ball into the house. And Eddie's like, what the hell? Like we just spent all this time fixing it. And he's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, I should have told you there's going to be some noise. Yeah. And he's like, well, what was this? The last eight months that we spent fixing the house? And Bojack goes, well, what was it? I, I guess it was a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. He gets into the Tesla and says, as a great woman once said, suck a dick, dumb shit. Mm -hmm. And he leaves and the episode ends. Yeah, uh, he notes to Eddie where he's like, yeah, man, you like tried to kill me last night. And that's where most people end a friendship. So like, see ya. Yeah, suck a dick, dumb shit. Yep. House gets torn down and we see like young Beatrice playing with a little like hoop thing. And that's it. Yeah, sad. Yeah. This episode made me feel mostly sad. Like, I didn't laugh, Mm-mm. like, once Mm-mm. the whole episode. So, like, it's a good episode of TV. I can understand why it would be your favorite episode of BoJack, but it's not my favorite episode of BoJack, <laughs> because I like to at least have a little bit of laughter mm-hmm. with my tears. Yes. No, I. so it's not my favorite episode of the whole series, really, but it's my favorite of the ones we've covered so far. But, like... The, definitely the one that made me laugh the hardest is the you'll rupture your uterus line. So <laughs> I get, you know what I did have a little chuckle at that. That did save no, it. No, I me. think I think that my favorite episode we've covered so far is probably Stop the Presses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the one that like it's in competition with. And that one at least like made me laugh. That one's very funny in a way that this one is just really sad. But this one I feel like pushes the plot forward in a way that stop the presses doesn't so i guess it just goes to show why i like like one-off episodes that don't matter as much and (laughs) you like the things that move the show forward well and i think too like one of the things i often think about is like the difference between favorite and best like what you view as the best episode and i think this one like is probably in contention for like the best episode too just in terms of how well it's done and in terms of like just the execution of like these two stories overlapping it happens to also be one of my favorites but like i think that's one of the things I just appreciate so much about it is how well done it is. Yeah, no, I would not argue that it's definitely one of the best mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. but it is not one of my favorites. Yeah, very fair. I don't like to feel things because I'm healthy. Yeah, I told my sister Hazel, I was like, you have to watch this episode because sometimes if she's feeling like this show is too much, she just listens to the podcast and doesn't watch the episode. <laughs> and I was like, you got to watch this one, but I'll give you like a two week heads up. So hopefully she has watched it as she listens to this. Well, text her now. Mm-hmm. It's about two weeks out. Texted her on Friday. <laughs> I can't believe you're making her be sad. Yeah, yeah. How she watched you? the uh, observatory one. The Is that the word I want? The planetarium, planetarium one. She watched that without it's sufficient interesting warning. interesting that you call that the planetarium episode and not like... <laughs> The Sarah Lynn episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, she messaged me. She was like, OMG, Sarah Lynn, how could you not tell me about this? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that you had started watching ahead. So I'm trying to give her a heads up on these ones now. Yeah. You're a monster, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. So we have some feedback. Yes. First, though, there. Oh, I copied this down from the Bojack Wiki trivia section because I just was like, oh my God. Remember what you said at the beginning of this episode? Like, nothing in this show is an accident. The Sugarman Summer Home has wallpaper with a horseshoe and acorn design. Background artist Kelly Wine said that she chose this because acorns are poisonous to horses and it foreshadows the doom and tragedy that will befall the Sugarman family. Oh my God. That, like, that's a lot. What was her name? Kelly Wine. Yeah, shut up, Kelly. No one asked you. <laughs> no one asked you to make us more sad. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stefan says, this episode is fantastic. We get to see a somewhat isolated Bojack and how he is when he's not surrounded by the fame and glitz of Hollywood, and he's not that bad here. Diane pulls him back. The two are constantly bringing each other down while thinking they're picking each other up. Hmm. Yeah. I just am sad. I don't know, man. (laughs) This is more for you. This is meaningless to me. But AJ says, I did not realize so many TikTok sounds on my FYP came from the show. I don't know what it says about me, but I still get excited when I hear them on the show in context. That stand for for you page or something. That is what F- uh, that is what FYP is for you page. Nailed it. I haven't encountered any Bojack on my for you page, so I didn't I didn't know that those sounds were were making the rounds. AJ, tell us more. Maybe send us something. Yeah, tell us which ones. Yeah, send us some TikToks. Yeah. Morgan says the bleeding of the past into the present in this episode is just Chef's kiss perfection. I agree. We would agree with you on that. Yes. Alex, Joseph is voiced by Matthew Broderick. Clearly, we know him from Ferris Bueller, but he's in another movie called Election. Kirsten, if you haven't seen it, it has Reese Witherspoon. I know you could just watch Legally Blonde instead, but this is a good one. <laughs> this is, that was almost the one that we talked about for Post Show Recap Theater. Yeah, I remember And that. it does sound good, but I have never seen it. Yeah, I remember that was one of the options because I think it was like the It was the mystery, mis- it was the mystery o- uh, option from DJ LaBelle Klein. Yes, right. Alex also says, I learned what a weather vane was thanks to this episode. They kept calling it that, and I just had to accept that that's what that thing is called. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that's what it's called. There is a weather vane on top of my family's farmhouse, so very appropriate. Honey Sugarman's storyline is so tragic. Seeing her sitting at the piano with a scar on her forehead makes me so uneasy. Truly haunting. I think it will always give me chills, especially knowing this stuff happened to people in real life, like a lot. Because of this episode, I found out about Rosemary Kennedy. I'm 22, so I don't know if this is something I already should have known about. But anyway, it's horrifying stuff in this episode. 10 out of 10. (laughs) I like that ending. That's good. It's horrifying. 10 out of 10. That's right. You can just paste that right into the Apple podcast store. (laughs) Apple podcast. Yes. Yes. Very good. Rosemary Kennedy. That's I don't I think there are lots of people who don't know about that. So I think it's okay, Alex. Yeah, I feel like I guess should we give the the deeds? JFK's younger sister? sister. I'm not sure, but she ha- basically had like a some sort of seizure disorder and like mood swings. And so they were like, let's institutionalize her. Let's give her a lobotomy at the age of 23. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like it was quite a scandal because a lot of people didn't know that she even existed. And then it was like, oh, wow, it turns out that they just like hid her. Yeah, she was kept like basically secret. She would be called a genetic accident. Oof at times but i don't think anyone actually even knows what her like actual diagnosis was and what was wrong yeah but yeah she had a really horrible life yeah yeah so yeah so on a lighter note we also got some new reviews yay one is from alex i don't know if it's the same alex but probably i may have said this already oh yes okay we heard heard from alex last week talking about being a cookie delivery driver alex has come back and put a five-star review on apple podcast and said, you guys convinced me to rewatch, even though I just got done watching it. I'm sorry to say this review is not from Canada, but rather from middle of nowhere, Missouri. Keep up the great work. So, Hey, thank you, Missouri. But. Thank you, Alex from Missouri. Breaking news at this hour. <gasps> Do we have a Canadian review? We have a Canadian review. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more than six months later from the last one. But this is from Mermaid Zombie. So, whoever that is. So happy I checked this podcast out after hearing about it on the Love Island podcast, Kirsten. Two fellow Canadians talking about one of my favorite shows, Chef's Kiss. Can't wait to binge the rest of the episodes. So thank you so much. Thank you, Mermaid Zombie 666. (laughs) Yeah, we are out of our, uh, our drought, but keep them coming. 
it must feel so different for them to hear me talk about a show that is consistently good <laughs> because the last season of Love Island was garbage. Consistently bad. Yeah, but I liked season one and two. So you know what? Maybe season four, if it gets renewed, will be better. I've referred some people to to your coverage because people always very shamefacedly be like, oh, I might have watched Love Island a lot this summer. And I was like, well, do I have the podcast for you? <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's cute. Yeah, I, people should be ashamed for watching this past <laughs> summer because it was bad. You had posted to solicit tweets because I am y- useless <laughs> as a human and a tweeter. And you just asked if you can stop weeping long enough to send in questions. We're recording the old Triggerman place later today. And Jules said, sorry, I can't stop weeping. <laughs> That's what we got there. Well said. Also, last week, I tried to start a feud with a <laughs> podcast horseman, uh-huh. I think it was called. Yes. And they just were nice to us on Twitter, and now we follow each other. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the few didn't go as planned, but it was very pleasant all around. They said, what is this, a crossover episode? Yeah. So. Hey, maybe we can convince them to do a crossover episode. Yes. Apparently, we have very different opinions on Diane. <laughs> yeah, I saw some people were calling for a crossover episode. Well, tell them. They're the ones with more following. Yeah, falls in their court. If people want to be part of the conversation next week or other weeks, you can email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or tweet at us at bojackhorsepod. You can, of course, leave us a five-star rating and review if you liked this episode or any other episode of our podcast. Did you hear how happy it made us when we just (laughs) had those reviews? Like, don't you want to be the reason for our joy when we're watching such a sad, sad show? (laughs) really brought us out of it Uh, you know you know that's just how that is anyways but you can find Lindsay on the simpsons then and now podcast where they are recording an an episode on some sort of a basis where they talk (laughs) about an old and new episode of the simpsons and the themes that connect them Uh, you can also follow me everywhere at kirsten said what including twitch.tv slash kirsten said what as well as on kowski cash that's cow with a k talking about riverdale each week i think this one coming out soon is, is it's, or I guess that just came out was a good one and the next one that will come out around the same time as this episode is gonna be on the next musical episode of Riverdale so I'll be very bad how so long is this season I feel angry. like you've been talking about the season for months well it came back in August and then there are two more episodes okay. so the musical one is gonna be the penultimate episode and then it ends on October 6th and then season six starts November 16th oh. so I get a whole month <laughs> off why do they do this to you? I well, they took like several months off in the middle of season five. Okay, so like from I think maybe March until August was just nothing. Fair. I don't know. It's it's a bad show, but it's a fun <laughs> podcast. So yes, good. Go check that out. And also, we told you all we would update you when Mo Gregorian's <laughs> Gossip Girl podcast was live in the Apple podcast store area place. And it's there. So go follow the Lonely Boys podcast. Go leave them five-star ratings and reviews and tell them that BoJack Horse Pod sent you. <laughs> but we will be back next week to talk about season four, episode three. Hooray! Todd episode. <laughs> Woo. So we'll, we'll see you then. Bye. Spring and autumn, up and down. Up and down. I keep trying to escape this town. And I just might. I'll take flight. Maybe, Maybe tomorrow, tomorrow, not tonight. tonight.